This is my great opportunity to introduce to you my friend, Pastor Randy Don Giovanni. Randy, come on up and give us good stuff. I know you will. Bless you. Thank you, my man. It's good. That was a nice courtesy clap. That was good. <laughs> it was a golf clap. Um, you know, I was, as I was preparing this, I was thinking of, I couldn't get away from this topic. I know I've shared it before, I believe, in here, but it's what makes your heart beat. I, I, um, gentlemen, we're never going to forget 2020. People were trying to put it in the rearview mirror. Beer bo- uh, billboards were, bill- beer board. Billboards were 2020 vision. I don't know how good your vision is, but I had LASIK surgery 10 years ago, and it's 1520, so it's, thank you, Jesus. But our vision and our purpose and some of our things have been really squelched in 2020. How many would agree with me? It, it was a weird year. Well, that's okay. You're still waking up. But it was a weird, it was a weird year, okay? Corona, that you call Rona, and I can't, I'm sick of the billboards. I'm like, man, I'd like to just burn the billboard. I don't know how many see the Jimmy John commercials when the big guy's talking about the Jimmy John's and, and he lights it up and he's like laughing. How many seen Raymond? How many people remember Raymond's older brother? Right? He's the new guy for the Jimmy John commercial and he hates it and it goes up and he's like, ha ha. And then the billboard goes and it slams on his car. How many have seen it? Okay. That's 2020. 2020 has been crazy, and I've been trying to think, God, 2020, listen, listen, God, I'm just, I'm just upset, man. Ministry got shut down. Stuff changed. Lost a lot of money. How many people lost money? Let, come on, we're going to be real, real today. What makes your heart beat? I, listen, there's two things that make my heart beat. Number one is the love of God and the, the finding people that need Jesus. That's all in caps in the whole thing, okay? And then it's sports. Like, I'll talk anything about sports. Some of you guys are hunters. What makes your heart beat? Just think about it a second. Maybe it's your wife. Maybe it's getting up in the morning and not getting slapped. You're getting hugged. I'm just, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Uh, maybe it's the mother maybe you still live with. Maybe it's the grandmother that's inspiring you. It's what makes your heart beat. That's, that's the whole thing. I can't get away from this month of, of February. I, I, every Tuesday night, like tonight, every Tuesday night, I'm up in Rockford. I'm working with a youth group in Crossfire Ministries. And uh, it's just phenomenal what God's done with a five-year of an outreach turned it into a youth group. And it's amazing what God's doing. And then Thursdays, I travel to Chicago and back every Thursday and Friday, building a youth ministry there, four kids. We ran 57 last week. And how God, in the pandemic, how God is really doing it. Reed City started with one girl uh, on Wednesday nights in November of last year, launched it. January launched the ministry. One girl, 12 years old. Last week, they had 67 kids in the youth ministry. I'm just telling you what God's doing is amazing in the midst of stupidity. In the midst of stupidity. And you know what? I'm the first to admit that in the midst of stupidity. Because what CNN has said and Fox has said and Max News has said and Newsmax has said and everything else has said, I'm just like, God, I can't stay focused sometimes. You know, I'm watching guys like Skip up here, man. His heart's bleeding. He's loving God. He's crying last week talking about Quest. And what's the other one called? To return, and I'm just like, man, God, you know, I need to return and repent. Conviction was on me. I'm God, you know, say how many people were there? Come on, don't lie. You're there. It's like everything was distracting. My wife works at the hospital. She works in pediatric pick you a pediatric ICU, and she's going four days a week, man. And I'm praying, God, protect her. Don't let her get this stupid thing. And and I think I've already had it. I think I had it like back in March. I don't even know. I was tired one day. 
And some of you have had it. Man, it's not, it's not a joke. This thing is for real. I lost two neighbors this year, 74 years old, 76 years old, literally 20 years of neighbor, gone. It's real. But I'm telling you what else is real is the heartbeat of God for you and I. And sometimes we've lost our heartbeat, man. We've lost the things of God. And the Bible says our attitude. So I did this acrostic the whole month of February with all of my youth ministries that I'm involved with. And God's opening doors again. Things are coming back together. God gave us a great finish of a last year. I don't even know how it happened, but God knows. I'm listening to guys like Dan Seaborn speak, and I'm listening to Mike Benson speak, and I'm watching all these guys with different parts of the ministry, and I'm thinking of... The vision that God gave me as a young man, eight years old, eight years old, and the vision that he gave me and the dream. And then a junior in high school re-entered again through Dave Reaver. And I don't know if you've ever heard of Dave Reaver, but the dream through Dave Reaver again in my heart sparked. And I started thinking, God, you see, Philippians 2.5 says this. It says your attitude, to, your attitude, your attitude should be the same as Jesus Christ. And I didn't have that attitude, man. I, can't, I was like, God, you know, this year is turned upside down. I'm sitting in my house, can't go to a restaurant. God, Come on, I'm just, I just want to be real with you. What makes your heart beat? Like, what gets you up in the morning? Like, literally, what gets you up from a long night of work? And, you know, maybe homes are not what they should be. And, you know, your wife's not treating you like you should. Your kids are running away from God. And you're like, man, where are you, God, in all this? I'm just telling you, God is still in the midst. That would have been a nice place to say amen. I'm just, I'm just saying. I know you're tired. I know we don't have food. I'm just saying. But my attitude was tough, man. I mean, I would go to places, and it, I would find myself, like, wrestling in my spirit with things. And I know you're all perfect, and you don't wrestle with God like that, but I'm wrestling with people like that. You got to put a mask on, sir, before you enter the restaurant. I said, wait a minute. If I have to sit down, I can take it off. I'm in one restaurant in Chicago, okay? Chicago. There's a good one, Lightfoot. So anyways, here's what happens. My attitude is crazy. The youth group opens up. They start shutting down. They open up. They shut down. People in the church get coronavirus. They shut me down for two or three weeks. Thank God they still paid me. I'm thank you, God, because that's a long trip. I'm sitting in one of the restaurants, and we go into this restaurant, and, and we have to wear the mask in, and we sit down, and the waitress says, you got to put your mask back on when you order. I'm like, I'm sitting down. Put it back on when you order. I said, okay. So we put it back on when we order. We take it off. She brings the food. She asks us a question. Would you like anything else? It's like, yes, don't answer me until you put your mask back on. And I'm telling you guys, listen, some of y'all live in this spiritual world like, all the leaves are brown and you live there. That's good. But I'm just telling you, my heart, my heart was like, I want to hurt somebody. Like, I'm telling you, 2020 was stupid, man. 2020 handcuffed. 20 kind of kneecapped. I'm telling you, I'm mafia or something. I, it just took me out. I was just like, God, I, I just want to hurt somebody. I'm just being real with you, man. And God started taking me back to this, these two words. And he took me back to the life of Joseph. Here's a, I don't know if he's cocky, I don't know if he's arrogant, I don't know if all of a sudden he got this dream, and all of a sudden, but in chapter 37, he starts this journey, and he tells his dream to his, God gives him a dream, and the dream is, you know what the dream is, the famine, and the plenty, and then there's going to be those that rise up, and those that bow down, and he's got to, you know, he don't want to tell nobody, because all of a sudden, how many have ever had a dream, and you don't want to tell nobody, because you tell somebody, they're just like, <laughs> okay, dog, whatever. Like, I'm about to win the lottery. They're like, okay, whatever. 
and then you win it, and you got best friends all over the place. You know what I'm saying? You got people don't even know. I'm the 17th cousin removed. And you're like, there's a reason why you was removed, okay? And why are you back? So I'm just saying that I'm looking at this journey with Joseph, and I'm thinking, how does this 17-year-old kid get this dream? How many people know 17-year-olds? Oh, you don't know 17. Okay, I do. I know 17-year-olds. They cocky. No, they're pretty much cocky, unless you have one that's raising the Blau camp, you know what I'm saying, Bernie's camp, and you got the kids that are just like, I don't want to mess up. You know what I'm saying? They're there. They're perfect. Just saying. And you're just trying to figure this thing out. And all of a sudden, the 17-year-old kid, the father says, tell me what's happening. He tells his dad, he goes, listen, I'm going to ponder that. I'm going to put that in my heart. Tuck in my heart. I'll ponder it. I don't want to tell nobody, but don't tell your brothers. The brothers over here. How many know the story of Joseph? You, you gotta, this is awesome. I'm not going to go into the whole story. I'm just going to give you nuggets. And he starts to tell his brothers, start to question. He tells the brothers a dream. And the Bible says they didn't just hate him. They hated him all the more. Like, that's a lot of hate. I don't know about you. I have three sisters. When they got mad, the girls, they're different than guys. Guys, they'll slap you. They'll knock you down. Then you go get pizza, and it's all cool. Women, they slap you. They don't stop slapping you. How many know what I'm talking about? They try to put a tutu on you. I'm just telling you about the scars in my life. Three sisters, man, they're playing dolls. I'm trying to go with, you know, the, the, the whole army thing. And they're just like, listen, man, put it on. Dance with us. I'm like, man, you better back. Okay, I'll put it on. And so, you know, at the age of 19, it, it got tough. But anyways, after that, so I'm just, I'm just saying. And so I don't want to go there. It's a scar. But, but all of a sudden, you start telling somebody your dream, and they start to make fun of you, and they start to tease you, and then it's not going to happen because that's extreme. There's no way it's going to happen to you, Joseph. I don't care who you are, but we're not doing that. Then you know the journey. They get mad at him. They, they stick him in a hole, man, his sister. They said, no, why did they beat him up, man? They take the cloak, they put blood on it, they take it to the dad, tell him he's dead. How many people know the story? 17 years old. What kind of endurance is that? What kind of dream is that? And the Bible says they stuck him in this hole, and then all of a sudden they heard about these Ishmaelites. They came by, and you hear the music playing, da -da 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 -da. and all of a sudden, man, they buy, and they, they, they trade, man. So they're like, listen, dude, we're going to jack him up. Let's mess him up. Let's make some money on him. So they sell their brother. Let me tell you something. That's not a good day. And there's two words that pop up you're going to see on the screen. Number one is resilience. I don't know how this 17-year-old kid had resilience in his life to do what God gave him the dream to do. How do you do this, Rona? How do you give God the glory in the midst of being beat up, thrown in a hole, all of a sudden you're sold, and you're on your way to Egypt? Here's this young man, 17 years old. I can just see him, man. He's in this caravan. He's there. He's probably shackled up, and they're taking him. He's probably thinking, God, wait a minute. God, I know that I love you. I know you gave me this dream, but you didn't tell me this would happen. Come on, somebody. God, you gave me a dream, but you didn't tell me it'd be like this. You didn't tell me I'd lose my mother and father in this dream. You didn't tell me I'd lose a grandparent. You didn't tell me I'd lose a sister or brother in this dream. God, you gave me a dream. How could you do this, God? What kind of dream was this? You know, I had some Jets pizza. I was doing good. I got a little agita, which, you know, means heartburn in Italian. Some say all you do. And the thing is, I got a little agita. I got a little heartburn. I'm burping stuff up, but God, I didn't think I was going to burp this up. 
Where are you? Where are you, God? Come on, Rick Castle. Where are you, God, in the midst of my stuff? You gave me a dream. It's not a dream. It's a nightmare. But this word resilience, here's what this word resilience means. Let me just give you this nugget. It means to withstand the storm. Resilience. It means to make it through any circumstance of difficulty. Coming out stronger. It means to spring back. How many have been knocked down? Any, I got one. Thank you, sir, for being. Thank you for being honest. Listen, every one of us have been knocked down. Ricky, I'm going to tell you something. You might have not been knocked down yet, but it's going to come. I don't forecast that. I don't prophesy that. But I'm telling you, man, in life you're going to get beat up. You've been there. You know what I'm talking about. Like, I see you on Facebook with your martial arts stuff now or your cross fitness or whatever you're doing. Dude, somebody punch you in the face or something by accident? That hurts. Welcome to our world, Rocky. I'm just telling you straight up. You're not supposed to get hit like that. You're supposed to be like, dude, we're supposed to spar. We're supposed to do this. Why you slap me like that? Do you understand what I'm saying? Satan hates you. And not only 2020 was stupid with Rona, but we got a man named Satan that shows up almost all the time in every circumstance. How many know what I'm talking about? And, you know, when you think you're doing good, like I love Pastor Dan Seaborn. I love his encouragement, man, you know, his, his whole thing on the, the focus on the home, no, uh, winning at home. And all of a sudden he's up there and he's looking good. He's all in shape and everything. I'm like looking at him like, man, what you doing to lose weight, Jack? Stay in shape. You know, I see him at, 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 over at uh, Red Lobster with his wife and he takes his shirt off. And I'm like, man, that ain't fair. Not at our age. It's like, what the heck's happening here? Man's in shape. Man's got the word. Everybody's like, ah, he's phenomenal. But he's been through the storm. See, it's one thing going through the storm. It's another thing making it through the storm. It's one thing having somebody slap you in the face. It's another thing to turn the other cheek. Now, I got four. You're going four ways. After four, I don't know what I'm going to do. Some of you get that later. I'm just saying that our storms, our bouncing back, our resilience of our life will be the thing that God will help you make it through is the resilience. Joseph goes to Egypt. He's in Egypt. He has favor in Potiphar's house. Okay, Potiphar comes up and says, listen, I'm about to leave. I got to do some stuff. I'm going to leave you in my house. He goes, man, no problem. All of a sudden, Potiphar shows up. She tries to seduce him. You know the story. Here's this woman. She comes out. She have naked, okay, naked. She wants to have sex with, with Joseph. She just wants to have a little sex with Joseph. I don't want to say it because we're on TV and somebody's going to get hurt with the word. So I'll just say, you know, skip, I'll keep it PG. She was about to have sex with him. And he says, woman, let me just say this to you. The Bible says he's good looking. He's strong. He's handsome. Boom, right? How many of you have ever read Joseph? How many of you have ever read the story of Genesis and Joseph? Go home and read it again. I'm just telling you. Here comes a seductive spirit on him to go on him. And you know what he says? Here's what he says. I cannot sin against the master of this home, and I cannot sin against God. So get behind me, Satan. I'm just telling you. I don't know what all he said. I'm just saying. I'd be like, ah! I, you know, and some of y'all be like, man, not me. I made a Teflon. Let me just tell you something, man. Pretty woman sits down at a restaurant. She got some stuff tight on. You're just like, mm. And you can't look twice. Don't lie to me. You can't look twice because you look twice. That's when you start sinning. You stick there. 
I go to Planet Fitness. Man, there's a lot more fitness than Planet. I'm just telling you straight up. Some people shouldn't be wearing that bubble wrap. I'm just telling you straight up. My king, you know what I'm talking about. And so we go in these places and all of a sudden the, the root of lust is there. Come on, man. I want to know if you hear what I'm saying. Please don't let me spit the word without you receiving what I'm saying. Where is your heart? That's all kept, God kept saying to me is, where's your heartbeat? Where's your heartbeat? And I'm like, for the lost, I want to redeem the lost. And God says, no, you're losing focus, bro. You're losing focus, man. You're stuck. you got to bounce back. you got to get back up. President doesn't go back in. All of a sudden, the whole world's changing. You're watching it right now. All those that went, I, don't, I hate him. So I th- You know what? We're starting to see the root of the enemy. And we're still lied to, like, no, man, it's going to be all good. The Bible says it's going to get crazy. Are you ready for crazy? Like, you think you got cray-cray in your house? You got nothing. Where are you? Are you ready to bounce back from when the devil's been trying to knock you down? Listen, man, we love this. I loved all four seats. I loved all four of the things. But unless you're real with God, they're empty. And your name's not on it. Resilience. Joseph, he leaves. The popo comes. Boop. They stick him in jail. He's in jail and he's beside a cupbearer and a baker. And they got a dream. And he says to one, they're all tied up. And he says to one, listen, tell me your dream. Tells the dream and he's like, dude, you're going to live. That's pretty awesome. The other one starts to share and he's like, and he's like, dude, <laughs> you're going to die. That's not a good news. All of a sudden, cupbearer gets out, goes back to the king. King has a dream one day. And the cupbearer says, oh, no. Snap. Man, he was a good friend in prison. He interpreted a dream. He's mumbling. King says, you got anybody can interpret a dream? He's like, man, I got somebody. I got somebody, man. Somebody, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Can't get to see him. Cut, I'll be right back. I got you. I got you, King. Right here. If you remember in the story, when he leaves the prison, he tells Joseph, I won't forget you. King has a dream. That dream was two years later. That's a good friend. Leave you locked up. Not come back to come on now. Some of you been there. Now, come on. Some of you have been there. Your best friend. We got you, dude. When you got stuff, they there. When you in the mud, they are not always the one rescuing you. Come on, somebody. And the people that you pick that you hang with and they're stupid and you're stupid because you hang with stupid. I'm just going to say it. Some of us, we, with us, we put the eye on idiot. We've been there. How many know what I'm talking about? We're being used like a rented mule. I'm just telling you straight up, man. But we're still with the same old people. But you know what? I got a heart for him, Pastor Tom. I got a heart for him. He's lost. He's dying. And you're like, it ain't working for you. I'm just asking you, resilient. The other one is this. The word is tenacity. Man, tenacity is a word that I just, I tucked in my heart. It's a state of being tenacious, perseverance. Sticking to it, not letting go. 
Man, you don't let go, man. You're just like, God, I know that you're there. I know you're in there. Lord, listen, I had a dream. I had a vision. I've had a prophecy when I was eight years old with no dad in my home. I had these little Italian women that would slap you. They would slap you, pinch you, and prophesy. They spit all over you. They had little tiny Italian women. They had little hair sticking out. My whole focus was not on the word. My whole focus was not on the prophecy. My focus was on pulling that hair out. I'm just being real, man. I was raising the Italian church in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My, I was just like this. I was eight years old and they're the same height, man. I was st- well, I've been this height since sixth grade. I'm just saying, I, I was eight years old. You know, I play this in my daddy. Man, you're going to preach to the nation. God is going to use you to stop traffic. And I'm like, my dad won't let me out the backyard. I'm just telling you straight up. How many have ever had that kind of prophecy over you? And you're like, I'm only eight, man. What do you mean preach? I can't even preach. I'm still wearing that tutu. I'm scarred, man. Junior in high school, Dave Reaver shows up, reiterates the dream, stops the service. Son, let me tell you something. Son, son. This is when Dave Reaver first started in the 70s. I'm telling you, son, God has a calling on you. You will stop traffic. You will preach to the nations. You will set the captive free. You'll talk to young people. They'll be rescued by your ministry. And I'm a junior in high school, and I'm thinking, there ain't no way. Because in my church... We went through four youth pastors in three years. That's why I know why I'm in it for life. 38 years now as a youth pastor. You know why? Because I didn't want to be what God wanted me to be until God said, that's what you're going to be. And so the dream came back. The prophecy came back. And it was this sticking to it, this tenacity that kept the glue, that kept holding me together. And all the storms, a father that leaves, a father that has adulterous affair, you know my story. A smoker, a drinker, man, a toker, a cheater, a liar that I am not because of the DNA of Christ in my life. When I got saved at eight, man, I canceled that. You know, I never blamed my dad. When I got in a fight, it wasn't like, I'm here in the office because my dad's mean. Man, I'm in the office because you touched me. And I touch you back. How many know what I'm, are you tracking with me? Tenacity, this sticking to itness, this stick to it of this, this tenacious, this perseverance. All of a sudden, before you know it, God gets him out of prison. He goes to the king, interprets a dream, and you all know what happens. But now it's a, he's a little older. His brothers show up; they don't recognize him the first time. Come on, man! How many? How many have brothers? How many know you recognize your brother? You haven't seen him for twenty years. He shows up, and you're like, "Oh, Jimmy, what are you doing back, dude? You recognize me, dude? I know you got the beard." But you got that crazy eye, okay? <laughs> Just say it. I got a cousin like that, man. He goes, you recognize me? I'm like, I'll never forget it. <laughs> I can't get away from that lazy eye, bro. You just don't get it. I'm just saying. It's 35 years. Jimmy, it's like, you remember me? I'm like, yeah, I remember you. How many know what I'm talking about? His brothers show up. They don't remember him. You know, I see 17 when he started the journey. I mean, this young man, a little arrogant, a little bit. My God, okay, you got you, God. Woo, I'm ready to go. All this stuff happens. All this stuff happens. And somehow, here's what happens. If you read this whole from 37 to 45, all it says is, and God was with him, 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 and God was with him. And all the trial and all the storm and everything, resilient and tenacity. He was tenacious. Why? Because he knew God gave him the dream. He's about to fulfill it. And he was also a man of integrity that said, I have an attitude of the heart of God. 
And he stuck to it, man. He stayed with it. And what did God do? God freed a nation. Now he's 30 years old. Guys, let me tell you something. Some of you, we've been there. I'm like in a storm. I'm going through 2020. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I lost everything. God, where are you? One year. One year. And we still have to wear masks till 2045. I don't know if you just heard that one, but we're going to be wearing masks the rest of our life. Some of us are wearing our masks today. Because you're not being real. You'll walk out of here every time we come to Tuesday morning. We've had greatest speakers. I'm telling you, man, I'm sitting there. I'm weeping. I'm taking notes for my next sermon because I'm just loving what God's bringing out of this place. But we walk out of here to stinking same. You know why? Because we're not being transformed by the renewing of our mind and our heart through Jesus Christ. So we have the same old crap. Oh, I said that on TV. Poo-poo. We have the same old stuff. We walk out of here with the same stuff. I tell kids all the time, you come into the youth group, you cry, you're at an altar, but you pick up your bag. And gentlemen, I'm just telling you, if you have the resilience and the tenacity of God in your life, how did Joseph make? He saved a nation. The second time his brothers return, they don't recognize. You know what he says? He says, it's me. It's Joseph, man. It's the one you beat up. It's the one you sold. It's the one you gave up on. Where's dad? Let's go get him. I'm still alive. I am gone anywhere. But he didn't say this. You, you, you owe me an apology. Because you were mean to me. He's 30 years old. You were mean to me. How many know whiny 30-year-olds? Uh-huh. You don't know people then. So let me finish this up. Let me just finish this up. I, I, what makes your heart beat? I'll tell you what makes my heart beat is going into a city. And, man, we had to cancel every city this year. I, it tore my heart out, man. Schools called. They canceled. Retreats, camps. I was like, God, God, I'm sick of sitting at this countertop, not being able to go anywhere. I've cleaned the house 17 times today. Took my wife to work, picked her up from work, cooked dinner. I'm out cooking, man. I'm cooking. My, I never cooked in my life. I didn't have to. You know why? My wife's Italian. I don't mess with that stuff. I'm cooking chicken and stuff. I'm chili. I'm getting really good chili. I'm just telling you straight. Because stuff's happening. I'm like, God, where are you? He says, don't worry about it. It's coming. It's the season. I'm like, man, come on, Skip. I'm like, it's the season. I don't like this season. And I don't know if I'm going to get sick, but if I get sick, all you want to do is preach. I'm thinking of the conversion of Paul real quick, and I'm going to end with this. Can you picture Paul on the road to Damascus? He's ready to persecute, kill, take out, wipe out every Christian he sees. I mean, know the story about Saul. Saul's walking, man, all of a sudden, God shows up. Heavenly beam, man, blinds him. First thing he says is, who are you, Lord? Man, let me tell you something. When you're in your stuff and God visits, you better recognize. And especially the way he talks to you. It's not like, who are you, devil? No, you've already experienced the devil. He's been on your playground every single day. Come on, friends. When God shows up, there's an epiphany that happens. God transforms in a moment. He says, I'm going to change your name from Saul to Paul. Here's what happens. He sends him to Damascus. Ananias is there. 
Could you picture Paul blinded? The Bible says he was blinded for three days. He shows up in Damascus. Can you picture? Listen, man, they say when you're blind and you lose some sense, you have all the other senses happening. You have the smell. You got the ears. You got the touch. You know what I'm saying? All of a sudden, his ears, he's hearing. Come on, friends. This is good to finish with because this is where some of you are at. Even though you're walking with Jesus, you're still hearing other things. You're hearing the negative. You're hearing that you're a loser. You're never going to make it. You're too small. You're not fast enough. You know what? You're really not a good employee. We're doing it because we have to have you in our shop. We have to have a quota. we got to add people. we got to do this. And you're thinking, you're the lowest man on the totem pole. God, when's he never going to work out for me? And God's like, I put you here for a purpose and a reason. But, you know, what? God, I want to preach and I want to teach. Well, start here, okay? Start here where I plant you. Before you know it, Paul's there, he's blinded for three days, but he heard everything for three days. He heard people scoffing him, mocking him, people cursing at him. Come on, friends, are you hearing me? He's hearing all this stuff, man. His ears are not closed. He might be blind, but he's hearing all this stuff. And he's, all this stuff's going, he's having to process, process, process. And then the Holy Spirit comes on him. And the processor shows up. And the processor says, listen, man, it ain't about what you're hearing because you're going to hear my voice. You've ignored me. You've rejected me. Come on now. And all of a sudden, there's a resilience that pops up. Woo! All of a sudden, he's like, okay, God, if you got me, then I got you, okay? And you all know the rest of the story. What happens, man? Paul. Paul said, my pal. I can picture that raspy voice. I've been to Italy. I was in his prison. I was there. I went down the hole, man. I sat where he sat. I don't know if you've ever seen that, if you've ever done that. But I was there in Rome, and I was there in his prison. When he started his writings, I'm like, oh, God, give me that gift, God. Let me begin to write. God, Spirit of God. And God says, no, that's not for you. I have a different anointing for you. I have a different process for you. Do you hear me? I'm like, God, listen, I've been blinded from 2020. I've been blinded from people around me. I've been blinded from the enemy. I've been distracted. I've been beat up. I've been thrown in a hole. I've been sold to another. Come on, somebody. And God says, what makes your heart beat? What, what makes your heart beat? God, what makes my heart beat is this and that. God says, no, what makes your heart beat? Okay, God, okay. Then use me. And gentlemen, I'm telling you, in your shops, in your home, in all of the funk that you have, be resilient, be tenacious. Because I promise you, God's not done yet. You lose this, you lose everything. Stay focused. 2021 is here. Renew, whether you got to wear a mask or not, renew relationships. Get refocused. Let God do his thing. And I'm two minutes over, so let me pray. Father, I pray for our gentleman this morning. Father God, we're here. I'm asking you for favor. I'm asking you for the resilience right now. Somebody has been beat up. You know who you are. You've been torn down. You've been told you're not good enough. You'll never make it. God, in the name of Jesus, I'm springing back. I'm coming through the storm. I'm not going to sit here. The Bible says they will walk through the valley of the walkthrough. I'm pursuing action. I'm moving. I'm not standing still. I'm not getting into stale water. I'm moving towards a fresh water. God, I want to be tenacious. I want to stick to it. Help me to stick to it. Help me to just be Man, persevering, God. And I'm asking you, God, to give me my heart back. Give me my heart back, because here am I. Here am I. I'm asking you to use me. Please forgive me. 
God, I've been sitting around long enough. Rona, she's around, but she's not going to touch me. I'm not going to let things get me down. I'm not going to let any more of the news and the things that I listen to. And sometimes we get trapped in and sometimes we get held up in. And it's okay to listen to those things, but move on through the word of God. Listen, when you hear a bad report, go to the good report of the Lord. For whose report will I believe? I, re- I believe the report of the Lord. God, today in the name of Jesus, give us back a heart. Give us a heartbeat, God, of resilience and tenacity. I pray in the name of Christ, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus.